HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's February 27th, 2018, and this is New York City Beer Week. we got some special guests here celebrating. Um, New York City Beer Week means a lot to a lot of people, but in New York, it means that there's like 30 breweries, and uh, we've got some of the breweries that opened the class of 2017. So let's go around the room. Each, each uh, guest will introduce themselves and their brewery. We'll start with Sean. Yeah. Uh, Sean Torres, Killsborough Brewing Company. On Staten Island, right? Yep, Staten Island. And say your borough. Uh, Keanu Vesey from Five Boroughs Brewing Company. We're in Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Katarina Martinez, uh, Lineup Brewing, and also in Brooklyn. All right. Danny Bruckert, Circa Brewing Company, downtown Brooklyn. Downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> Danny Oliver, Island to Island Brewery in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Flatbush, Brooklyn. Jimmy, it's good to be back. I'm Kyle from Randolph Beer in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Dumbo Brooklyn. All right. So, guys, welcome to the show. And let's uh, get the first beer pouring. Um, big shout out to our sponsors this week. It's Roberta's Pizza. And we're out here every Tuesday in Bushwick. Um, you know, something special about Beer Week is just the, the crew of, of people. You know, let's talk about the highlights of the week so far. I mean, this is Tuesday of Beer Week. For some of us, it started a week ago. Uh, there have been brewers in from out of state doing collaborations. Many of us are starting to lose our voices uh, by this day. But um, why don't you each, each tell us a highlight of, of what Beer Week's been for, for you and your brewery. Danny, I know you were involved in one of the special festivals. Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of events going on this week that are absolutely amazing all around New York City. Uh, we're doing one where we're actually cooking. So our brewer, Kevin, who's also a chef, is bringing out some family recipes that he's marinating in our beer. So you're not just going to be drinking our beer, you're going to be eating beer also. Um, yeah, and I think Beer Week for us has meant literally coming out to the world. So now people know who we are and we're no That's longer... That's great. Island to island. You know, fiction. Yeah, and Kat, 
you know, you, you've been to every event. You, you, <laughs> what were some of the highlights for you so far? I, I am known for going to every event. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> She's famous. That was, that was, a, that was good. Uh, no, I, I really do try and not die during this week because there's so many uh, just amazing, amazing brewers in town and amazing breweries. Uh, and this year, honestly, in particular, we had the New York City Brewers Guild. We brought out some amazing brewers from out of state and through, honestly, I think one of the best festivals the nation's seen right now. Um, and we have the potential to make it really, really big. So the opening so, bash event. Yeah, yeah. I'm ta- you know, I'm sure if you were there, you saw, you know, the Vale, uh, Monkish, um, uh, Casa Agria, like uh, so many. Uh, of course, I have like a West Coast thing, but I uh, just from all over, amazing Amazing breweries. That's great. And uh, and you're all new breweries, too. So this was really your first big uh, beer week. Yeah. Um, for us, it was it was interesting because, uh, you know, usually we, we pour at these events as home brewers um, and as on, not on the commercial scale. So being there with uh, all these great breweries and brands, it was really special for us. And, uh, you know, we, we were, you know, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, we're happy to be a part of it. And we're excited for, uh, you know, the rest of the events this uh, this week. And Kyle, how, how have your beers been going over? I haven't been over yet to Randolph. Yeah, it's been going great. Um, you know, the the response from everybody has been overwhelming, crazy busy, but you know, definitely a good way. And and right now we just tapped our smash beer, um, which is a beer to guard. Use a black dirt malt from the guys up in Pine Island, New York, and it's tasting great. And specifically with us being a brew pub, it goes great with the food, which is something that we approach every beer that we make, kind of from an aspect of what on our menu is it going to pair with. And, and and most of you guys have different licenses, kind of different operations. Uh, what type of license do you guys have? We have a restaurant brewer license, um, which is similar to a farm brewer license, but there are some key differences. Um, one that we found out, you know, there's some there's some distributing thing hurdles that we have to cross that we're working on, um, you know, to just bring some more beer out to the public. But you know, it's the state has really embraced it, and it, it's a great thing for us coming from the restaurant side. So now being so now I can only get your beer at your establishment. Currently, yeah, only at our establishments can you get Randolph. Beer. And Danny too. So Circle Brewing, you also have a similar restaurant brewery license. Yeah, we do. And I'm 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 honestly trying to push back from uh, joining the distribution game. I really like that a brewery uh, serves serves its beer on premise, and you have to go there to get it. There's something romantic about that, and I dig it, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you, did you make any special beers for Beer Week? Uh, you know, honestly. I I hate to admit it, but I almost let Beer Week just pass me right by. I I almost completely forgot about it. Uh, someday I think I'm just going to walk out of the brew house and I'm going to walk into this Armageddon uh, uh, atmosphere, like I'll just the whole world just <laughs> completely <laughs> changed. But uh, I I would have been completely absent from it if it wasn't for five boroughs reaching out to us and and many of the other new breweries to do this great collaboration that they did in their beautiful new brew house is that what we're drinking right now What's the first beer that we have? Uh, so, um, yeah, you're drinking a Kills Barrel Slide of Hand. Of course, Sean, put hop, it in there. Double it's IPA. great, man. Thank you very much. It Appreciate tastes it. like a dry hop double IPA. Yeah, we, uh, we're very proud of this beer, and we released it for a beer week, so uh, perfectly timed in our opinion. And, and just to extend on the uh, Restaurant with the Brewers uh, license, we have the same thing at Kills Barrel. Um, and one of the, the, I guess, caveats or the obstacles is we're only allowed to distribute 250 barrels. And in order to up that capacity, we need to open another location. And that's sort of one of the, I guess, uh, 
location hurdles of New York City and, and as we discussed earlier before the episode, how difficult it is as breweries and new breweries uh, to find locations. So it's something that we're trying to plan now, even though we just opened last year. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll get to that, but let's just go back. So Kian, uh, Five Burrows Brewery. Yep. You're out kind of like beyond Sunset Park meets Bay Ridge, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're on uh, 47th between 2nd and 3rd. So you're different than everyone else. I mean, you guys are actually a little bigger. Yeah, we do craft have a, brewery. Yeah, so we are full scale production facility. Um, we actually just got a new license in January. We got our combined craft manufacturing, which is actually our MI 101 combined with also a New York State farm brewery license. So it'll kind of allow us to also serve any New York State <clears throat> wine, cider, liquor, and even other New York State labeled beers in the tap room, which we're pretty excited about to at least have some variety in there for our customers that maybe either are gluten intolerant or just want to come in with a group and, and have a wine or a cider opposed to a beer. Um, so that's something totally new for us. We haven't really implemented any of that as far as what we're offering in the tap room, but um, that's something new. So the, the big news, another reason why you guys are here, you're the class of 2017. There's other breweries too, like Fifth Hammer, sure. Chris Kuzme, yeah. Death Company. Death Avenue. And um, is there any anyone else that's missing from the... Uh, Wartega? So Wartega. Yeah. yeah, and um, uh, so but yes. they, everyone came together at fifth. Yeah, at so about a month boroughs, ago, um, everyone came made out. A beer. Um, everyone who opened in 2017, and we brewed a what we're calling a New York City Pale Ale, which is um, it's a pretty basic kind of uh, malt build, mostly two row, but we also have some cool New York State uh, Warthog wheat up from Valley Malt, um, which is an heirloom variety, and we're also using a bunch of New York State uh, Cascade and Chinook in the hot in the uh, beer as well. So. Uh, we canned that, and we did a release last Thursday at the brewery. Um, yeah, so and a bunch of the breweries are going to have it for sale in their tap rooms as well, which is a great advantage of the New York State kind of farm brewery license that will allow the other breweries to sell. Even though the product was brewed at our facility, we'll still allow them to sell yeah. it, which is great. And that's great. That's a resource. You guys are big enough to do some things like that. Yeah. Um, who wants to talk about that that brew day? I mean... This is kind of you guys have kind of stole the thunder from Beer Week. It's almost like <laughs> you guys really did one of the cooler projects. And you know, who, who are the people instigating it? Who who are kind of driving the recipes? Well, <laughs> jump well, I in, thought, everybody. I thought, you know, I thought that it, we were gonna have a lot more input in recipes because <laughs> I've I've done like one collab before, and it was like a back and forth of what we should do and what we shouldn't do, and what's really gonna bring out each brewery's like complexities and individuality this one was like here's the recipe this is what we're doing and we got there like my sleeves are rolled up i was ready to work i was ready to carry some bags of grains into the mill and it was all done it was like it was like watching like disney world it was just like okay that's doing that and that's doing that and what do we do we drink beer and we chat with each other and learn from one another so it was really like being in the lunchroom, like I don't, high I don't know, lunchroom. Danny. I dumped in the rice holes, and I feel like that was really important. see see what I had did right because I was like, I need to get my hands in this. I dumped my hands in the in the hot bucket, and I was like, my hand went into this beer. Did you get a picture of that, Danny? I don't know. I gotta check my. You did such a great. Also, just heads up, she did all the Instagram for the New York City ferment fermentation festival, which thank is you, very thank awesome you. too. Uh, keep going the collab yeah, process you know, it's funny because my attitude towards it's a little bit different because every you know every day we're in the brewery working and and where you know it's manual labor and it's exhausting and when I get an email and says this is the recipe I look and I go looks good yeah <laughs> I agree I wouldn't change a thing that's great and that's you know and you get there and the the sort of camaraderie 
and everybody brewing together and being there, you know, I mean, at least the way I look at it is we, we all know what doing in it, doing in is like, and we all know what, you know, watering and sparging and everything else. Um, but it's the idea that we're there kind of communicating and, and, and connecting and sort of pushing this culture together that I thought was really great. And if there was something in the recipe that I didn't agree with necessarily, I, I would have voiced it, but it, it, I mean, the beer came out great. So I'd have to second that. I mean, for me, Personally, I was actually having a terrible day <laughs> that day. It was pretty much one of those restaurant things where everything that can go wrong will go wrong. You know, glycol was acting up. This beer was pouring bad. This person quit on us with last second notice. So it was one of those days that I was just ready to punch holes in the wall. So it was really nice to be able to say, you know what, guys? I'm going to the collaboration. I'm going to go have a beer and hang out with some friends and just relax for a minute. And my entire attitude changed when I got back to work. Everybody actually was like... You're a much pleasant person to be around <laughs> now. Did you put your hands in anything, Kyle? No, no, I don't oh, think I man. got time. At that point, they were—it was already in the kettle, and I think that would probably be disastrous. <laughs> Danny, when I showed up, when I showed up there, I—I I didn't even bring my boots. I completely expected not to do shit. I showed up like it was going to be a nice little vacation away from my brew house. I was going to get to check out a brand new brew house and enjoy drinking some beers with this beautiful little community we have. <laughs> and it was great. It was awesome. It was everything that I wanted to get out of it. You know, when you and got we're so taste many the beer, right, Danny? <laughs> all, all right, guys. So uh, my expectations are now in check. The next collab, I'm going to come in my slippers and my sweatpants, and I'm chilling. I, I totally admire your willingness to, to work. And for the next collab, if they need somebody doing in, I know who I'm volunteering. <laughs> Not even collab, just like... I'm sure there's breweries all over the city if you want to go Yeah, help if you want to come by Killsboro and match and don't with, with us, that's totally I will cool. say this, though. For the next collab, if you want me, Island to Island there, there's going to be fruit in it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm putting fruit in that. Wow. Why not? And we're uh, passing we around to, the can. Uh, oh, I was going to say, we're passing around the can right now. Everybody should definitely check out on Instagram. It's not hard to find. Uh, I think it's an awesome, cool piece of can oh art God, that I'm the guys sorry. at Five Burrows were able to come up with. So definitely check that out. It's a cool label. Yeah, I have to give credit to uh, our brewer, uh, Nick Griffin, his fiance Abby, did all the artwork for both the can. We also have a, a glass that kind of went along with it. So, Ken, uh, who came up with the recipe? Um, so Nick, our head brewer, Nick Griffin, he came up with the initial base recipe. Um, I was not on the chain of emails as far as the uh, recipe kind of discussion. So whether there was any back and forth, I'm not really sure as far as initial changes. But um, it was important for us to make it a New York State beer. Um, not only to allow everyone to be able to kind of sell it in their own tasting room, and um, but I just think, that, you know, as part of the class of 2017 and just how great New York State has been overall for supporting its brewers, I think it just makes sense that as much as we can do to support New York State agriculture and, and just bring that kind of to um, to the front of the line for people to, to know and see how good things are actually getting, especially on the malt side. It's, it's really great. Um, the warthog weed that we got was awesome. Um, I think everyone's been really happy with it, so... And one question, like, of, of your group, you know, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> the new breweries, you know, like Chris Kuzume, to me, I've known him a long time uh, at Fifth Hammer. Um, is he really standing out in, in your in your guys' minds as, as, as a new brewer? Or you guys of all course. feel equal? Kuzume's yeah. always been a rock star. <laughs> I mean, he, he is a really big part, thank you, of the craft beer community. And, I mean, from 
his different brands to ferment about it to the fermentation fest to everything that Mary does and has her hands Mary into Isaac, it's yeah. really hard not to hold a place in your heart for for Kuzmi and and Mary I mean they're they're a big part of you know Cheers even why that. we continue Chris to do what we do because, hammer, all right. you know before anybody knew us Mary was walking by talking about you're gonna join the guild <laughs> when you gonna join the guild join the guild and we're just like okay Mary we'll find the money I mean join. I, I think a I'm bunch of us went and to I'm Mary Isaac <laughs> I think a bunch of us were, I don't know, at their wedding, right? I know Sean and I were. Um, they are a huge staple of New York City beer. Yeah. Um, they helped me, like, just get into it. So it's they're awesome. amazing. We got so much more to talk oh. about. We'll be back <laughs> in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, it's New York City Beer Week episode celebrating the class of 2017, the new breweries that opened in New York City. And we're drinking the collab beer. Uh, Keon from Five Bars Brewing. So the, the, the eight or nine brewers uh, came to your brewery and we made this New York Pale Ale. So who wants, uh, Danny, you want to talk about the style here? The style? I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> let's see here. You know, it's funny, when, when the email was sent about the collaboration, I, I was really curious to see how this was going to play out, because you got five breweries here, and you're expecting people to put their input, <laughs> and, and there was this radio silence, and I think Nick eventually said, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to send out a recipe, and they can, they can comment and critique the recipe, but it's a, uh, you know, it's a New York City pale ale. Um, you could probably speak better to this than me, but it's, it's, it's really refreshing. It's got a great hop nose. It's clear, which I totally respect in the New England IPA <laughs> era, right? Uh, so, you know, it, to, me, to me, it's a classic, very refreshing, very drinkable American pale ale. You don't get an aggressive bitterness. You get a very smooth, clean bitterness, and it's very fragrant, very sessionable. I think you hit the word that I love right now, which is drinkable is there's so many beers out there, and they may be great for six, eight ounces, maybe 10 or 16, but that's all you're going to have, and you're going to move on to something else. With this beer, I could have a couple, love it, still get full flavor. It's not like I'm missing anything, but it's very drinkable. That's totally. what I love. Yeah, and, and one of the impressing things about it, too, is the New York ingredients. Um, if you know, if you drink a, a beer using New York malts and hops two years ago, it wasn't tasting like this. And uh, this beer, you know, I cracked one open Saturday while we were boiling our kettle sour, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I'm really happy with how this turned out. So how does it work with the collab? Is er everyone that was part of it get some of the the cans you know how does it work in terms of sales and 
Yeah, so Who, I mean, whose product is it? Just because everyone was able to resell it, we opened it up and just asked how much do each people want, and different breweries took different quantities, whether it was just cases or half barrels or six stills. Um, and then, from, and then what you sell it to each brewery at like yeah, wholesale? We, yeah, we yeah we were giving them uh, or selling them at wholesale. But um, you guys buy all the ingredients. And yeah, as far as the upfront cost for raw and, materials, uh, that was on us. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Who, who else has done some really cool collaborations? I, I, I do want to say that I was lucky to be at KCBC last Thursday, and they had uh, Pure Projects from San Diego and then also Prison City from upstate there. So there must have been some really cool people in town making collaborations. Uh, so we did a collaboration with Wartega. It's our second collaboration. So this is Trade Roots number two, and it was based on the current roll pastry that we have uh, in Trinidad. It's a very popular pastry. So it's a very bready, uh, amber ale, light ale kind of spectrum, and then we threw currants in it afterwards in the end. So it's a beer that inspired me to have something where, you know how you eat something and you just want that flavor to last on your tongue even though you need to take a drink? This is what that beer does. You can enjoy the current roll, enjoy a pastry, sip a beer, and that flavor is going to linger on your tongue. And that's something that... And then uh, Ortega, also, he also does fruit beers as yes, well. Yes, he right? also does yeah. fruit beers. So it wasn't, it wasn't too much back and forth. It was more adjusting how much victory we put in there, what can we substitute if we didn't have enough of one grain. And his wife, Mimi, came out, so it was like, you know... A little couples therapy session <laughs> while brewing. You got your brewing couples therapy. You got your, <laughs> your slippers on. Any other great collaborations that happened this past week? There were a ton. I'm sure. I'm sure all the beer nerds know. Um, just the people that were in town. I know other half did an awesome collaboration with Monkish. Um, we're Keon and I were just talking about this, and he called them the other half of the West Coast. So, wow. I mean, you bring those two together, Kyle's, you're Kyle's gonna get are, yeah. you're gonna get some crazy, some crazy lines the way the other half does. So, um, and I got to you know I got to hang out with Henry at uh, Beer Street during the Suarez event, and that guy's so awesome. He's just like super chill and like really nice. I mean, you expect that from California people, but like he's he's like really awesome. Um, God, who else was in town? Everybody was in town. Suarez, I got to hang out with Dan Suarez. I'm sure. Everybody knows him really well. He um, is just making brilliant beer. But isn't it funny that some guys come to town and putting their name on, on, a, on a beer, whether they're making it or not, helps it sell, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. It, you know, there's this, like, fandom with beer right now, right? It's uh, I saw people – I always get really, like, almost uncomfortable when people, like, want to take a photo with me. But, like, I look at Henry, and he's, like, way up here, right? And they're just – all these beer nerds are like, oh, my God, that's Henry some from Monkish. Some of the sweat weird. from his brow is in yeah. that beer. <laughs> exactly. Wash can... his feet in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Danny goes what I'm saying. He's like, put your feet in and you know. It's crazy. Like, beer right now is like hip-hop. You know, you have to do collaborations. You have to have a feature. Like, if you want to blow up, if you want attention – you got to make friends with the right guys, have them come to your brewery, hang out, take pictures, talk about it to your customers. And it gets people excited about you because, you know, if Circa is willing to come to island to island and hang with us, I'm sure we're going to have people paying attention to us in a very different way. And then Circa, you're going to get people coming to you saying, you know, what is this? Who are these people? Where are they at? Didn't know they existed. And now we've built a community just because we came together as friends. It's funny you actually brought the music thing in because music has actually started to come in in the collaborations. Innerborough has done it with Run the Jewels. Um, I know uh, Barrier has done a couple things. Mike Descarfino has really led that. And we actually did a collaboration with them 
uh, for my cousin's band thrice, but it's this music thing and they're appreciating the sort of the same sort of aspect of like getting together, you know, just kind of being together, having fun on the brew day and then releasing something, hyping it up and making it a big thing. Ken, do you think that you guys are really set up for the collaborations? I mean, five bar brewing, you got, what do you have? Like 15 barrel system? Um, we have a 30 barrel, 30 house, barrel system. And then we also have a five barrel that we've been doing a bunch of collaborations on. Um, I think one that stands out, it wasn't this past week, but just since we've opened, was with uh, Jason from Strong Rope. We did another all-New York State um, adjunct lager, and we kind of broke out our old um, more beer 20-gallon homebrew setup, and we did a cereal mash. Um, and did an all-New York State uh, adjunct lager that just turned out great that we were super stoked on. Um, That's great. And uh, what about on Staten Island? Is anybody coming out for collaboration? Uh, no one's taking the boat over to Staten Island, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Um, no, we we've Wait been. Till the weather gets better. Yeah, no, it, and you know, for us, it's it's we've been, you know, this week since uh, beer week started, we've been so um, busy in the brew house that you know it's it's been hard to engage the community too much. Um, we we did go to the Arcane second anniversary party, and I met Vito from Noble there, and he was a awesome dude. Got to drink their uh, their golden stout um, at, at opening bash, uh, but you know, we have plans in the near future to, to do some collabs. Uh, you know, it's just a timing thing and, and get, you know, get the right people on board. You know, talk about the history of collaborations in New York City. I remember when, um, not too long ago, as you all know, there were only four breweries in New York City. And and it was really like 2011-ish, whenever Brooklyn Brewery decided to stay in Williamsburg and they expanded the brewery in their original spot, suddenly every brewer that was coming through New York, and this is the thing, you know, everyone comes through New York City, whether they're coming from Europe or the West Coast, they go somewhere else. Every brewer that was flying through New York would stop in to make a beer with Garrett Oliver. And mm. that was kind of the start. And I still credit that moment with Brooklyn Brewery staying in Williamsburg. I feel like that's really what launched all these New York City breweries. It's like if they hadn't stayed, things might have changed. And uh, this big big cheers to Brooklyn Brewery for that. Here, and here. talk about uh, things of 2017. The hottest news, Cat. You were part of, and I don't know if you can talk about it, but you did make the beer that got the most buzz for 2017, the Beer Yance. Beer Yance, hey. Yeah. I don't know if I can say it, though. Did you say beer? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's what we're uh, we're drinking right now. You know there was news about it, but what what is the actual beer? It's a German Pilsner. Um, I actually, you know, I made this recipe as a homebrewer. A few years ago with the Brumineries. Tastes like and a good German pills, doesn't it, Danny? Yes, it does. Yeah, he, he, he just told me he really liked it, and obviously I respect this guy, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, outside of the buzz, this is just a really good German pills, honestly, and um, I, <laughs> yes, we can't make it with the same label again, um, but it will come back as something, you know, we renamed the rest of them to just my name because they can't sue you if it's your own <laughs> name. Um, and then... We, you know, it's going to come back, but it'll probably be a funny pun, like something like lemonade. But you or did, something. you know, <laughs> as, as Danny Oliver was saying, you know, music's coming into this, but you really did. I mean, that that was a big coup that no one before New York City had done had had named a beer, celebrity reference, gotten notoriety for. They they might be smarter than I. That's why <laughs> um, I, you know, it uh, it was a it was a. Again, I keep saying this, but I really am a big fan of Beyonce. So it was just like kind of a shout out to her. Um, obviously, it gets a little controversial when it starts to look like someone's album. Um, we've, we've seen it before. You know, Brian Strumke at Stillwater had a big thing with uh, Kanye West. He got a cease and desist as well. Um, it, beer what, what, is interesting. What was that beer called? 
Um, I, I miss the old Kanye. Um, <laughs> and he had to change it. He changed it. <laughs> he changed it. He changed it to, uh, I miss trouble, the old <laughs> the old strum key. Um, and so he named it to, his, he changed it to his name as well. Um, that's why I changed it to my name as well. So I took a, a page from the old strum key book. But, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of breweries name beers after music. It, they go hand in hand. A lot of it's just like, inspired we listen to a lot of music when we're brewing like we you know a lot it ends up being this like shout out um so it it surely was not supposed to be what it turned into being um and uh i don't know don't meet your heroes it becomes really complicated (laughs) you guys are are maybe much more ambitious than me but i wonder if i did like a a collaboration or i made a beer that was named after papaya king i wonder i wonder i I wonder if i would get a cease and desist no i think you would love that that's something you kind of put in a plaque and hang on your wall right i mean that's kind of awesome i mean the cease and desist is being framed right now because (laughs) how often you get a letter from mrs carter herself that's pretty dope (laughs) hello I know Danny Oliver's got her mind's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of it because Kevin believes that me and Kat have a, a beef over Beyonce. <laughs> and what? I'm neither here to confirm nor deny that beef. Wait, her. who is yes. Kevin? Kevin is the brewer. Oh, the from you? Here. You guys have a You know the beef? cute dude with the... No. He thinks that we have a beef. Oh. And I'm not supposed to talk about it. Oh. And so I'm neither here to confirm nor deny whether there's a beef about it. There's so, so much drama say. in the New York City. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Um, I just want to say something about the music, though. Like, you really can't be mad at us as brewers. Like, when you drink, you're listening to music. And I have two beers right now that's named after Calypso songs. I have the Mighty Sparrow IPA. I'm hoping that Sparrow will come out of his house and talk to me. Because my family house is right across the street from his. We also named out our smash beer, Jean and Dinah, Rosita and Clementina, which nobody gets. It's lost in translation. But it's a song about Yankees, New Yorkers, coming to Trinidad, smashing our women, and then going home and Sparrow taking over. And no one gets oh, it. Smash it. <laughs> it's oh, smash it. It's a I need clarification here. <laughs> <laughs> smashing out women. Country yeah, sm- of origin. You know, sex. Oh. Smash. Wow. You know Danny's like the most controversial person you brought on the show. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel, but I'm feeling but really when old we right now. <laughs> well, that's a really old song. It's like fifty years old. But when we drink beer, we listen to music, right? It's like when people smoke weed. They they're thinking. They're artistic. They're listening to music. They're listening to things that inspire them. And what gets you going when you're brewing? It's music, you know? What gets you going when you're drinking? It's music, and it inspires us so much that we just want to speak to those artists the way we speak to each other as brewers. Like, I'm sitting in a room full of celebrities right now. You don't understand how nervous I am to be around these guys. (laughs) And I'm just like, can I get your autograph? Danny, no, you're peers with them. You don't ask them for their autograph. But I mean, Danny, you're my. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> next year we'll have to call the beer Smashing NYC. <laughs> <laughs> All the single ladies. <laughs> ne- next year we're gonna need like uh, a show of our own. Honestly, a little. Uh, there you go. Yeah, like ladies. a Kardashian. All right, Sean. I don't know how to follow. You gotta that. follow. <laughs> So Staten Island, they don't do that kind of stuff. Um, we've. It's funny because it's the exact opposite. Um, actually, Phil, one of our partners, said uh, we are not allowed to name a single beer after any Wu Tang songs because you're from Staten Island. It's the first thing anybody uh, 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 associates you with. Not to say that that's bad. Uh, it isn't. Um, you know, we love Wu Tang and uh, we listen to it often in the brew house. But um, but there is this sort of like you know. Um, 
if it's too closely aligned, we don't want to. Um, what's the word called? Uh, feel uh, their wrath. Yeah, no, not not feel their uh, take advantage of that or uh. use it in a way to just sell our product. If it was something that was more emotional, uh, a, a, a much more uh, of a connection, then we may. Like maybe someone actually sat and made the beer. With exactly, you. but um, but just to do it, just because we're from Staten Island, um, we we haven't been felt compelled to do that. That's the Staten Island problem. Yeah, you guys got to... Yeah, we have a few problems. <laughs> got to get over <laughs> yeah, There's a... You know, we... we uh, you know, being uh, the only borough that costs money to get in but is free to leave uh, is another <laughs> uh, issue that we're currently experiencing. But we've also um, couldn't have asked for a better first six months for the brewery. So, uh, you know, um, when it comes to naming our beers, it's more, um, you know... A little esoteric, more inside jokes, more uh, references to you know the things that we do behind the scenes. And uh, I feel yeah. like you're missing out, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I also feel code, like right? Sean was there when I made beer Yonce as a home brewer, I and was. it was because I missed the concert that I was supposed to go to for the event that we were serving at. So it, it surely was not supposed to be like take advantage of any of Beyonce's crowd, but um, I'm very excited Great. that it got and this Let's also make sure, we, we've talked a little bit about each one of your breweries has a slightly different license, you know, different sizes, different you know, missions, whatever. But Kyle, let's talk about you guys individually. So you're an interesting guy. So you're, you're working at a restaurant brewery, but you're really part of this restaurant bar group. But you're like a high-level Cicerone. Yeah. And you I, really know a lot about beer. I know a few things, um, but I, I'm a barely almost missed the advanced Cicerone tasting portion. I passed the written portion. Uh, that's something I'm passionate about is the education side. And um, and at Randolph, we, we've embraced that. I mean, all of our bartenders have to be certified beer servers. All of our GMs have to be certified Cicerones. So we're and we're actually getting ready to start launching a um, education program. We're going to do some classes at a test kitchen. Um, we're, it's important to us and it's important to me. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to go in and say that we know everything, but we're exploring together along with our crowd. I mean, if you look at the people that come to Randolph, you know, we don't necessarily go out and seek a ton of beer geeks. And it's not really who, who we are. Um, we're, we like to see those people that want a Bud Light and then we can convert them over to something really nice. And, then and you cool. also have like the, the self, what was it called? Self-guided beer yeah, system? Yeah, it a, uh, it's, we call it the beer wall. Uh, beer yourself is the tagline that we've gone with. Um, it's, what it's cool is it, it's, a, um, it's the ultimate beer flight experience. Is, um, we, we try and staff someone on the wall, on, especially on like a Friday night, to curate an experience with the guest as they get to pour themselves. And so you can pour one ounce, five ounces, 10 ounces, 16 ounces, whatever whatever you're looking to do, but you can try all the different beers. And so if somebody's there to talk to you about it, they can go, oh yeah, so this is the difference between that IPA and this IPA. Or you're looking for a Budweiser, this is a nice Pilsner, or this is a Golden Ale that'll work for you. So I could, I could try four or five beers to see which one I liked before I bought a full size. Well, I mean, you, you pay for the ounce, but I mean, if you pay for, you know, if it's 56 cents an ounce, you know, and you pour one ounce to taste it, it's not that much. You know, you're, you're willing to go in and try something new. Wow. That's awesome. Well, guys, and we're going to have one more segment. We're going to be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. 
with fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Hey, 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 welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Danny Oliver, did you recognize that song? Yeah, that was Sparrow. I didn't hear the whole song to give you the name, but I know it was Sparrow. <laughs> Thank you. D- Davis pays attention. A little bit of Trinidad Thank flavor. You, and then beers, it's funny. Everyone's talking about the hazy IPAs, but on this show, we had the Five Boroughs NYC Collaboration New York Pale Ale. We had, um, I want to call you Beyonce now. <laughs> Lineup wow. Brewing's it's beer formally, Please don't formally say Beyonce, Beyonce on the show because she's German Pills, and now uh, Danny from Circa, we're drinking an awesome. What is this? It's a black a, lager. Dark, we call it dark lager because it's Get on the it's, mic, it's somewhere um, somewhere in between a Schwarz beer and a Dunkel, and uh, I don't know where that fine line is, but we call it dark lager to be slightly vague so that we don't have to. Uh, well, we we don't want to disrespect any hardcore beer style enthusiasts that may walk through our doors. But I like this. I mean, I feel like this is what people are drinking. You know, I, I used to sell a lot of lagers and pills, and I like yeah. a nice, you know, dry pale ale. Um, but your, your focus is actually what more pale, pills and lagers, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, we, we, we have, um, you know, we serve food at our establishment. So, so beer and food being paired together is always something that's part of our narrative. It's something that we have to consider every time we brew a beer. Uh, so, you know, with, with, with lagers and, and sessionable beers, they go really, beer in general goes great with food, you know, but it's when you get to the more aggressive flavors that it becomes harder and harder to pair with certain items. And, uh, lagers in this brewery, I think have been exceptional and we've just kept going down that path. Uh, this dark lager is made with, with, uh, German malts. Uh, a little carafa malt and a little bit of English crystal malt, actually. And, um, you know, our lagers have usually somewhere around a three to three and a half week turnaround. And, um, you know, we just we just keep plugging away, man. They're, they're coming out really great, and we're enjoying the hell out of them. You know, I happen, the, the other brewer that works for me happens to be a huge lager fan, so... You know, it's where the brewers' minds are at. It's where we're going, and we're we're a seven barrel brew pub. So having fun is a huge component of choosing what we brew and why we brew it. And then you also just more background on you because you are diff- everyone here is a little different. Yeah, you worked at Six Point, but you also studied. You, you took one of those uh, one of the brewery courses. Yeah, well, I I went to uh, the American Brewers Guild offer a great course, and it's um it's a brewing science and engineering course, and um you know excellent experience. I mean, the the brewing schools and the level of ex- education in the United States is is constantly uh, growing. So there are plenty of avenues, whether it's through UC Davis or Siebel or the American Brewers Guild, lots of different avenues for people to uh, get a, a really well grounded brewing education underneath them um american brewers guild was my path and it was awesome man steve parks you know they had tons of great lecturers garrett oliver john mallet uh uh uh, uh, lots of great great people and i think didn't chris kuzma also take that program he may have i don't know i'm not sure yeah he 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 may have Uh, a lot of brewers in in the new york city area that i'm aware of have, have taken it but um 
great experience, you know, kind of gives you the base of that pyramid and uh, kind of reveals how much work is ahead of you because, you know, I look at brewing sort of like a lifelong uh, uh, uh subscription to being a student <laughs> you know and let's go around and cat and I, I knew you as a award-winning home brewer you know what, what's it been like for you now about a year in you making your own beer uh yeah i'm making i'm making my own beer i'm i'm learning a lot um i'm you know i'm trying to open a new location out here right now um, I think we talked about this a little bit before the show. It's such a interesting process, and it's way harder than you expect it to be, right? Um, just like when it comes to commercial leasing and whatnot. Uh, so, God, just learned so much in this last, like, almost 12 months. I'm almost at that one-year point. Um, but And I, I expect to, to keep learning more, but that's, like, more about the business side of it and... Um, then I get to do, you know, cool collaborations like this, and I get to learn from the brewers as well. So, honestly, all I ever want from brewing and working in brewing is um, to keep learning from people, um, and that's that's the community side of it. So, Great. And, Sean, you were talking about how that you guys have to get another location to be able to expand your distribution capacity. Yeah, um, that's the unique part about our license in, in order to distribute at a, as a restaurant brewer, and our license is specifically restaurant with brewery attached. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we've been looking around. We have a, 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 a few plans for growth that we're exploring. Uh, and again, it's difficult in New York City because uh, your real estate is limited. Uh, is it zoned correctly? Um, you know, Are you going to have problems with the building department? Uh, there are a bunch of things that go with it that, that make it almost essential for you to kind of start sooner than later uh, with those conversations and exploration. But it is New York City, and the goal is to grow. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, the, the last six months have been really good to us. So, uh, you know, it's something that we're looking into right now. Great. What's the next beer we're drinking? This is the uh, Beer to Guard we brewed for Smash uh, for New York City Beer it. Week, our Smash Beer. Kyle was so excited he was gesturing. <laughs> I knew this was a Randolph Yeah, beer. I couldn't pour it while I was talking because, like, I can't do two things at once. <laughs> <laughs> open it, open it. So it's the beer, smash, the smashing <laughs> Beer to Guard. We didn't have anything to do with that, but... Um, this is a, yeah, we use black dirt malt from the guys up in Pine Island. Um, use a little bit of two-row, some Munich, a uh, little caramel, 60, and then just a touch of chocolate from New York malt to kind of give it some color. And then uh, it's uh, hopped with Willamette and Chinook and dry hopped with a little bit more Willamette. Um, but it's really just designed to be a great food beer. Um, go with some steak skewers, um, you know, maybe even a little bit of lamb if you're at home cooking a little lamb chops. Um, you know, that's really what we we're trying to go for here. So at, at Randolph, uh, what's the food program? Um, we basically took what we were doing at the other locations in Olita and South Williamsburg, but then amped it up a little bit. Um, being in Dumbo, right next to the water, we've added um, a, a bigger seafood program. We, we do oysters uh, there, and we're about to um, do a huge sort of seafood platter um, for the summer, um, do some oysters for happy hour, happy hour and stuff. But um, we're really starting to let our chef flex his muscles now that we have a huge kitchen downstairs. We're very f- uh, fortunate with that. And he's really starting to come in his own. We're actually doing a beer and wine pairing dinner for beer week, although people hearing this won't be able to go to it at that point. But what, do you mind? Do you, can you give us roughly the menu or the progression? Yeah, of we were dinner? tasting some stuff today. Um, one is a steak skewer with a cauliflower truffle puree um, and some grilled mushrooms. Another one is a uh, shrimp carbonara. Then we have some um, uh, fried catfish tacos. Um, we're going to do some shishito peppers with pumpkin seeds and a little bit of uh, yuzu. Um, 
couple other dishes that we're going to pull in store. You'll start seeing some stuff on social media, but it's going to be a fun event. We're doing a beer versus wine, so we're going to try and make it a big competition <laughs> and a knockdown drag out fight. Yikes. Yeah. That sounds All like right. a, a very, uh, very crazy night for me. <laughs> and keep it going. And, uh, Danny Oliver, what's your event is coming up this weekend? I know you're really in, into it. Kevin's cooking. Yeah. What are some of the foods that you'll be serving? It's simple. It's simple cookout food. It's called IPAs and Jerk. We're pairing on New York City uh, IPAs. We're just still get it, trying to get in right now, so I can't say who's going to be there. Um, New York City IPAs with uh, his jerk chicken, jerk shrimp, uh, macaroni pie, and uh, sweet plantains. Really simple menu, nothing fancy, just something to really get people in, get them in the cookout mode because, you know, spring is coming and, you know, you're just suffering from the winter you blues. Cookout, then you do smashing. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, my new yeah. word from this. We, so all that together <laughs> we call... Sparrow. Word of the day. <laughs> all of that together we call liming. So when you're eating good food, you're drinking good beer, and you're hanging out, you're liming. Lyman, all right. Cheers to that Can one. we steal that as a beer name? <laughs> <laughs> it has to have lime. Keon, you got to do that. If you brew it with me, yes. Right, and then my uh, award-winning homebrewers turned pro, uh, Sean Torres. Uh, let's talk about the style, beer to guard. Um, okay. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um, so... It's a loose style. It's a country style. Yeah, I mean, it's clean. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it has right. that little bit of a malt back. Right. Uh, it's... Um, very easy drinking. Uh, it's not something that we necessarily brew a lot at uh, at Killsboro, um, but um, it's something I enjoy drinking. So I thoroughly enjoy that you brought it, Kyle. Now, how does a beer to guard different from like a, a farmhouse ale or a saison? Well, it would be in the farmhouse family, uh, sort of like a cousin or a sister to the saison. Um, not really as widely recognized as the saisons with something like a saison Dupont that became really popular and stuff. But it's really an underserved style. Um, I feel that's actually a great food beer, which is, again, going back to the things I've said a couple times now. It's one of the reasons why we brewed it. Um, but it's uh, it's not as light and crisp as a Saison, so it, it generally doesn't get that sort of Pilsner-esque type hype that people would do. But I think it's a great style. Got a nice little malt backbone to it. Pair this with any meats? or? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I, I would dr- drink this with just about any dark meat. I mean, even some pork would be good. Yeah, we do I'm brisket. Sure this would be good so. with that jerk you're talking about. I would love to do that. Yeah, I would love to have this to pair with our jerk, but we can't buy beer from you. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> but you can come do a tasting. Oh, I will. Okay. I'll come. I right. have another. This is a delicious beer to guard. If you guys can make it to, I got to shout out Dan Suarez again because I'm a big fangirl. Um, he has one on at Beer Street right now. Um, that's just fantastic as well. So this is like so funny. I think this is a brewer's favorite beer that doesn't get made very often. So when it does, it's like... Ah, oh, nice, nice. I'll take this, but fantastic. Seriously, you know, it's really that's. Great. Will you say that again, Kat? That was a very cool statement. <laughs> what that, that's word for word? A, like a I, oh, Beer Street. I mean, Beer Street has Dan Suarez there, and he made a very delicious beer to guard that Amen. I drink. This beer is also delicious. It's just a favorite. You the know, beer like, to guard is one of those styles. Uh, that yeah, yeah, totally. Brewers like, but. We, Consumers aren't really that aware of. Right, it's, a very it's good yeah. food beer. Yeah, it's one of those. I mean, there's there's a few of them that us that us brewers very much enjoy. That uh, you know, when you got to be careful when you're you know making beer uh, because people won't buy it right if they don't understand it. So when we get to drink it, it's it's kind of a treat. <laughs> I was gonna say after reading like Phil Markowski's book Farmhouse Ales, like trying to define saison or beer to guard, I was just like, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> just, it is what it is. It's a lot. You know, uh, and some of you have been on the show before. Like, Sean, I want to talk to you about, you know, 
you guys were you have a, a restaurant bar and then you've added the restaurant brewery component. Um, how is that going for you guys? Like identity wise, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny that you bring that up because we were just discussing that this week, uh, and we have plans tentatively to um, rebrand to just Killsborough, um, mainly because people are coming uh, and literally sitting in the craft house, staring at the brewery through glass uh, <laughs> windows and going, "Do you guys brew beer here?" <laughs> uh, not realizing that on the board, eight of our taps are Killsboro yeah. beers. You know who else had to do that? Remember in Greenpoint? We all know him as Greenpoint Beer and Ales. Dirk but the Norseman, yeah. It was Dirk the Norseman. We, we chose to approach it this way because Craft House had such a strong, and still has such a strong brand presence in our community. Uh, you know, my partner, uh, Vinny Lima, he uh, he did a great job, um, you know, sort of establishing this specialty beer community on Staten Island, uh, introducing you know, uh, that area to, uh, in addition to Adobe Blues and what Ryan Barker has done over there as well, um, with a lot of different draft offerings, you know, Hudson Valley. Also Kilmyers, right, in the south. And Kilmyers, yeah, they're on the opposite end. Ken. Uh, Ken Torado, yeah. And, um, and, you know, that following, we didn't want to lose by just rebranding and people saying, what happened? Did the business not do well, even though it, it obviously grew into a different brand? So um, probably around the summer, we're going to announce that we're... Uh, rebranding to Killsboro and it will be officially uh, well, well I mean did you just announce it or <laughs> um, yeah, plan, well, actually I'm, we have a festival for it called July Good Beer yeah, Month that, you that can might be the time it. to do it uh, and yeah and we have a rebranding going on too uh, uh, that's kind of going to combine the two so well we had the, the the biggest beer news of 2017 was uh lineups uh beer yance beer and controversy. Really? i love that you I think saying so. that it well, makes you me know, feel like whatever we think craft beer is still a niche product <laughs> and not too many things make the new york post yeah, but, that's pretty fucking but cool. for you guys yeah. actually i think of the newer breweries i really like that name a lot Killsboro. Yeah, it's it, catchy. It ties to Staten Island, but you're not limited to Staten Island. Yeah, and that's the idea. There, there's a rich brewing culture there uh, and history that a lot of people don't realize. And um, you know, we saw a, a, a Staten Island saw a large influx of German migrants in the late 19th century, and they wanted to migrate to Staten Island because of the fresh runoff water uh, via the kills um, for their loggers, their German loggers, and then they would logger in at, in the various uh, hills that existed on Staten Island. So to us, it was important to incorporate that. But at the same time, you know, we didn't want to be a Staten Island brewery. We wanted to be a brewery in Staten Island. Uh, and again, not because that there's any taboos, but if we're going to grow and we're going to end up in a different area, um, you know, it, we were inspired by this history. Uh, and, you know, that's it. And then uh, last beer, uh, Kian, what's this last beer we have? Um, so this is the uh, Rooftop Wheat. The Five Burrows. Five Burrows Rooftop Wheat. That um, It's a smash beer, so super proud of this one. It's brewed with all um, New York State malt and hops. Um, again, that warthog wheat that we really do enjoy. So when you guys say smash, you don't mean liming. You mean, <laughs> like I mean state, state malt and state, state malt and state hops. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, but um, And this actually has a pretty cool heirloom hop in it, just called New York State from Peterson Farms, which is up in Seneca Castle. Um, 100% New York State hop, or the New York hop that they have, um, along with 100% New York State. Model. I'm proud of myself because so. I, I did taste the wheat. Uh, does anyone else want to say like their, their first either their nose or taste when, when they had this beer just now? Anybody? The uh, the mouthfeel to you. me comes Advanced out. Advanced <laughs> It's about it's really soft, which I like. Um, 
you know, the, the wheat really comes across and you get that nice little touch of banana and clove on the end, but it doesn't hit you over the face. It's not trying to be like, oh, I'm all about the banana and clove. It's actually a lot more to it and you can get more into the beer. Yeah, so the hops, I mean, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say to, to that ex an extension of that, there's a nice little lemon character too, uh, which I'm assuming is from the hops totally. that complements yep. that a lot, which makes us really, really tasty. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. When we talk about this beer, the, the kind of the lemon that we get from this hop is pretty apparent. Um, and then also too, just... The yeast strain that we use and the fermentation profile, not throwing huge bananas. Um, I don't know. For, for me, this is one of the few halves where I'm like, all right, I could crush a couple of these and oh, yeah, not be sure. overtaken by you know your typical kind of banana esters. So. What's what's the yeast strain? Um, it's one of Omega's uh, half yeast. I gotta. I'm not sure off the top of my head, but yeah. Guys, this has been an awesome show. I just want to say how cool it is to see what you guys are making style-wise. Beer to guards, pills, dark lagers, Hefeweizens, and and great double drought IPAs. But um. I feel like that's where a lot of people's palates are going. I remember 12, 13 years ago, uh, I always had a couple lines, a Hefeweizen and an a Belgian Wit, and um, it's nice, especially finishing with a mm -hmm. with a Hefeweizen, oh, man. Absolutely. Um, the classics last? are a classic for a reason. <laughs> yep. Will you say that again? The classics are a classic for a reason. That's why he's going to get the advanced Cicero. So, <laughs> so, um, we learned a lot on this show. We learned about uh, Mighty Sparrow, customs from Trinidad, um, the wonderful diversity of this class of 2017. You guys, cheers to all of you. And um, how about one more thing? A favorite beer you tasted during beer week? You know, I'll have to answer, but give it a quick shot. And say your name, because we're going on. Yeah, uh, Sean Torres, Killsborough. I really like that Noble, um, the the golden uh, stout. It was delicious. They used coffee to emulate that sort of roast character. So it was great. really good. From which brewery? A Noble out in California. So that was like one of the guest breweries. Yeah, and it was it was fantastic. I didn't really get to make it out from behind the jockey box at opening bash, but I did get to try uh, Glow Up from Folk Spear for the first time, which was, for was the awesome. First time. That's yeah, one of my favorite I, I beers. Don't, I don't leave the brewery much. So <laughs> that that's a great brewery. Uh, I and again, I have to throw out one that's not even a New York City Brewers Guild one. I'm going to get in trouble with the guild when we have this meeting next. The Vale, uh, that berry cut. I don't even know what it was. It tastes like a berry smoothie. It was delicious, and I got it. I'd have to wait in line. It was awesome. That's probably the best part. <laughs> and where's, where's the veil from? Uh, where's the veil from? Virginia. Virginia. I was Virginia. like, I, I, I thought I meant town, but I don't know the name of the town. Sorry. The only five, uh, uh, the only New York City beer week beer I tasted was uh, Five Burrows Pale Ale. Man, all the way. All right. <laughs> all the way. Uh, forever, I'm a Bel Air sour fan girl from Brooklyn Brewery. It's Danny Oliver. All right. Uh, it's Kyle from Randolph, and I think uh, Rar Brewing, who was pouring next to us at the festival, they had a really good uh, just dry hop sour with uh, blueberries and raspberries. That was very, very good. And I just want to give, I was at KCBC, I had their, it was a rye lager with green tea that also in the lager category was was rock. And so you guys have been awesome. Thanks for joining me here. Uh, shout out down the road, uh, one of my festivals, Brisket King of NYC is back April 25th. Great event, uh, barbecue, and a lot of kosher chefs have been winning the last couple of years. Check it out, brisketking.eventbrite.com. And thanks to our producer, Justin Kennedy, engineer David Tattashore, the New York City Brewers Guild and New York City Beer Week, and I'm um, Jimmy Carboni. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. All right cheers, cheers, guys. Cheers. All right. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. 
For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. Ever wonder what kind of podcast Julia Child would have made? Probably would have been one where she introduced you to all of her latest discoveries and favorite people. And that's exactly the tradition we're following on Inside Julia's Kitchen, the podcast of the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts. Join me, Todd Shulkin, your host, and the Foundation's Executive Director, as I bring you inside the Foundation's world to meet the bright lights of today's food universe, just as Julia used to do from her own famous kitchen. New episodes air on Heritage Radio Network, Wednesdays at noon Eastern. Listen in.